It's time for 1313 Harbor, the podcast, hosted by Jasmine and Michelle. Welcome to 1313 Harbor, the podcast, where two adult daughters love sequels so much, they decided to make their own. I'm Jasmine. Guys, it's the future. It is the future. It's just weird because like when I'm reading Michelle, it's just me looking at little waveforms and I'm like, that's Michelle. That's her voice. Hello. Hi. I see it. Hi. What if just the first like 10 minutes of this was just us going, hi, hi. Hello. We begin today with breaking news. Oh, yes. By the way, Tiffany is going to be on later in this episode. We just did decided to turn this into a two-parter, so she won't be involved in the news for this first half, but you will you will hear her later on in the episode when we interview her. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't fret. Nope. She's coming. So uh, our next bit of news is actually some personal news, and I'm very excited. Ooh. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, Michelle, but- Oh, I do? You do. Oh. 1313 Harbor, the podcast, is going to Galaxy's Edge. <gasps> yeah. We have reservations, uh, thanks to our good friend, Tiffany Mink. I didn't think I was going to get to go at all. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I, I had I had no idea. And like the the process of getting the, the reservation was actually, it was the most fair because it was unfair. It was just randomized. <laughs> yep. It was just, you know, I knew people that were at work and had like them and all their coworkers up on the website and they didn't get picked. And then other people I know had their phone and their computer up or like their, their desktop and their laptop and they got both. So yep. it was totally fair by being unfair and la-da. It was the odds were in some of our favors. It, it was very, yeah, just luck of the draw. And for once in my life, I got lucky. So I'm just very excited. Yeah. And it didn't crash, which we kind of predicted yes. that it would. And it yep. was very smooth. So I was I was really impressed. The reservations for the land sold out in two hours. Um, I think it was less than two hours because it felt like it was like about an hour. But officially, it's it sold out in two hours. Um, the process was I like you just went, you logged on, you were in that virtual waiting room. Um, I've heard and now Disney is getting really into reservation systems. I feel like this is the first of many reservations. Mm-hmm. I mean, already with that new pass, which we're going to talk about later, that's a reservation pass. Mm-hmm. So I think they're they're digging this virtual queue thing. Yeah, I think they're they're liking well, similar to the Jimmy Fallon ride or like the Jumbo ride. I think they're going to start doing virtual queues yes which is good for them because it gets people out of line and into gift shops i think it's really interesting that for galaxy's edge not only does the person who made the reservation but all the people on the reservation have to show government issued ids like that's intense yeah because you know sometimes you make a reservation and then later you find out like oh i can't go so it'd be nice if you could like pass that like you could officially go on and like change it yeah, but you can't. And that's like really unfortunate because I would like to share some, but you yeah. cannot do that. It would be nice if you could just show the main person's ID, but I guess they're trying to have people not sell, which we already saw a few people who were selling their reservations. We're like, how are you going to get away with that? But yeah. just picking you're like, you can buy this res- reservation if your name is John Smith. Jane <laughs> Doe. <laughs> or like you go get a fake ID. Does anyone know how to make a fake ID? Quick. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you don't have a reservation, if you make a hotel uh, reservation at one of the d- three Disneyland resorts, you get um, a guaranteed entry into the park. So, you know, if you really want to go, just make the Disneyland hotel is delightful. Make a reservation and go and you'll have the best time. Uh, also, so when we go there, there will be four hour reservations, as I believe I've said before, uh, they will be enforced with colored wristbands. And I don't know how true this part is, but apparently stormtrooper patrols will be escorting guests out who've passed their time limit. So already every single person I know is like, oh, we're going to go past their time limit and get escorted out. I want to do I want to go do there. Like, I don't like getting in trouble, but like I would do that. Yeah, I kind of I really hope that's true. That's just like excellent theming. Next up, uh, images of Hagrid's animatronic have been released. (sighs) Islands of Adventure. Um, so just some notes on that, uh, there, so this is a quote from universal, an extensive motion profile of 24 different body movements and facial expressions mimicking, uh, Robbie Coltrane's exact motions. So I don't know. I saw the animatronic. It didn't look like it did too much, but, um, and it, it moved it, like it. I didn't see it really yeah. move that much. I mean, it looked like him. It just kind of turned a little bit. Like it, it turned slightly. 
like there was a meme about something like you know the animatronic in star wars like does all this amazing things and people are like oh that's cool but then hagrid blinks and we're like oh my god <laughs> it's so realistic i mean that's true <laughs> that was me like i kind of felt bad i was like oh yeah the animatronic from star wars that's pretty cool hagrid blinks amazing but if they had an animatronic of like han solo at galaxy's edge we would get more excited they just happen to pick a character that's like a really minor character. I really was hoping that he would be on the um, little motorcycle with you, but you know, that would cut capacity in half. So they can't do, and you know, expenses up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I could see why they didn't do that. So yeah. Um, I mean, I was already excited to go on this ride. I'm even more excited. And every time they release something, I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for making me more excited. Didn't need to, but cool. But great. Great. Cool, 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 cool. You and I are Potter trash. They could be like, hey, new garbage cans at Hogsmeade. And we'd be like, great. We need to go. We need to plan a trip. We need to document these. Absolutely. So uh, the big news of this week is the Flex Pass. Have you heard of the Flex Pass, Michelle? I have. So this pass um, has, so it's basically theoretically, you can go as many days as the signature pass. You just can't go the two weeks of Christmas. Um, but you make reservations. So you can pretty much go most weekdays, just not during the summer. And then if you want to go on a weekend or a peak time, you have to make a reservation in, in advance. Um, and they're hoping this will ease crowds. It goes on sale May 21st, and it will cost $500, $699. Thoughts, Michelle? I think it's a great idea because I know a lot of local yokel people want to mm-hmm. be able to go like weeknights after school, after work, after what or whatever and then when their family is in town and their family wants to buy a ticket instead of them buying a ticket they can just reserve their time or a special occasion or something like food and wine or you know what i mean i think it's great what do you think i mean it's good i was actually telling um my my aunt she was asking me about this and she was saying uh she wants to renew her pass and i suggested this one to her because i said it's basically the same as the southern california pass but you just have the option of more days and it's what two hundred dollars more yeah which would be like one or two let's say two, two tickets yeah. like it's one and a half tickets yeah it's a park hopper basically yeah I think it's great. I think it's, and I think it gives Disney more control uh, mm-hmm. to know kind of how many people are coming in. Therefore, what do we need to do? I mean, mm-hmm. they have a. I feel like they have a pretty good idea of just like trends and whatnot, and based on hotel capacity. Um, and like last, you know, they have sixty something some odd years of trends to look at, mm-hmm. but. I think it's great. And I think it's makes it much more affordable for people. My only worry is I'm worried instead of obviously there's no more dead days anymore. There's no more not crowded days. That just does not exist. There's no not peak time. There's just less crowded times and more crowded times. Um, I'm worried it might make the crowdedness a bit more pervasive. So like it used to be like, oh, a Saturday in July is actually not that bad because it's peak ticket times and peak pass times. But if you can make a reservation, it will probably make it more crowded. So I think it'll just like eat. the worst case, it's just going to make the higher crowds more consistent. But who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Or it, could, it could just ease things. I could just be a uh, half uh, a glass half empty kind of girl right now. More affordable pass options are always good, especially because I mean, not that like six hundred is incredibly affordable, but it's more affordable than the eleven hundred dollar pass. Our friend, Jenny Ray, who is a national treasure, as a you national know. national treasure, yes. She suggested a segment, and um, if you like it, we will continue doing it. If not, you know, we might still continue doing it, but probably not. Um, so she recommended doing a thing called This Week in Disney History. So basically, I uh, so we're going to tell you a few events that happened this week, but in the past in Disney history, and we're going to talk about it. So in 1928, Playing Crazy, Walt Disney's first silent short to feature Mickey and Minnie premieres as a sneak peek in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, this is from all from the website This Week in Disney History. Go check it out. And then also in 1928, Walt Disney applies for a trademark for Mickey Mouse in use in movies. Oh, yeah. So it's a yeah, fun fact. Good for you, Walt Disney. Way to think ahead. I mean, that's the yeah. whole the whole thing from um, Universal and Oswald. He learned mm-hmm. a lot. Like, oh, I should I should do this, that and the other. Got it. 
1991, Muppet Vision 3D opens at MGM Studios one year to the day after the death of Jim Henson. Aww. So yeah, so he directed that movie. That was the last thing he directed, I believe. And then it opened one year after his death at uh, in 1991. And it's still there. And when we go, I'm going to go on it 10 times. And if you are curious about Jim Henson's life, Defunct Land, uh, Defunct TV has a really great series on Jim Henson that you should watch. An excellent, like probably the best Jim Henson biography you will ever see. I've learned things I never knew. Uh, in 1993, the Full House episode, The House Meets, uh, the, House Meets the Mouse, airs. So last week was part one, and this week would have uh, part two would have aired. And I brought this up because we talk about this episode on average at least once every other episode. Uh-huh. Uh, the greatest episode of television ever. Yep. I just wish that we were on a sitcom on ABC and that we could go to either Disneyland or Disney World and film an episode where like something life-changing happens, but not really. We would have a TV show where we are podcasters, but then like I am a single mom of three adopted children um, and you are just like a woman trying to make it in the big city. And we, um, and then like, you know, you and Dale, you're just like, ah, oh, Dale. And then like, he like goes, well, I didn't know. You know. <laughs> Accurate. True to life. And I have a neighbor who's like really annoying, but like very endearing. And then I fall in love with the handyman. <laughs> and uh, Dale has to stay home with the kids because... Yes. Uh, so he's like, I don't know how to take care of kids. Whoa. But you, and, <laughs> but you and I are off doing our podcast thing and he's trying real hard. And then the handyman and you guys, I love this idea. Let make it mm-hmm. so. Yes. And, uh, but Dale has to watch my kids for some reason. Cause like we all live in a house together. Have to live together because, uh, we're millennials, mm-hmm. all of us, so that we I can't afford to buy my own house, so I have to live with my best friend coworker, mm-hmm. namely Jasmine, with my husband, Dale. And I got the house from a mysterious great aunt who I never knew. And then like we find a treasure in the house, but then we find out like the treasure was in our hearts all along. What would the theme song be? This girl's got three kids, and this girl's got none, and this guy's got no kids but likes having fun. They all live together to do working and playing hard. They all live together, dun dun. Look at them playing in the yard, and they live at 1313 Harbor Street. This is pure magic, and it's called not only for synergy, but also we live on 1313 Harbor Street, but it's also the name of our podcast in the show and our podcast in real life. Yep, synergy. But do we live at Disneyland, or is this a different 1313 Harbor? Uh, This is just 1313. No, no, this is a different. This is 1313 Harbor Street. Or... Uh, do we live in a, do we have, a, do I have a great aunt who owned a house that happened to be on Disney property and Disney built around it and we live at Disneyland in this house now and it's the only residence on Disney property and like they're trying to like get us out but like we're the heart of the whole operation or something like that. We'll work at the details later. <laughs> yeah, we can, let's workshop this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. <laughs> So we recorded last week, uh, well, now it would be two weeks ago, an episode with Tiffany. So this is going to be part two. Uh, so I hope you like it. My friend Katie, who listens, mm-hmm. she said that I need to be less mean to Euro Disney, Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris. And so I will say this. <laughs> I really want to go. I want to go see. It's I want to go too. I want to go. So I'm really? I'm trying to get my mom to. No, no, no. Tell me because yeah. I've heard nothing but terrible You've things. Had, have you not been? I've not been to Paris. Paris and Japan. Those are the last two. Okay. Disneyland Paris is, I feel like that is Tony Baxter's like hug in like in, it's like the most Tony Baxter represented It's his thing. rosebud. It's, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Fantasyland and Disneyland Paris looks like it was actually taken out of a Disney movie. You have, like, these beautiful, like, weeping willow trees. Mm -hmm. You have these really, like, well-manicured, like, fun little trees that actually look like they came from Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. 
you have like little like extra like creeks and bridges and like there's it feels like our Disneyland because Tony Baxter redid all of our Fantasyland mm-hmm. to give it that like barbarian like very fairy tale yeah the 1983 thing. one yeah um so it feels like it feels like he got to do that from the beginning and not exist not do like what was already existing mm-hmm. there it's fantastic and even the narrative for things like like Phantom Manor is in Frontierland, mm-hmm. which is like feels really weird. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the narrative of Phantom Manor, and you find out that it's like buried. It's like it's built on top of this like buried city. And you, I don't know, like I don't want to spoil Phantom yeah. Manor for you. Spoilers! You I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you, going anytime soon. Next is well, Japan next year, and then and I don't know when I'll get re, to They just redid Phantom mm-hmm. Manor, so who, I'm sure it will be the same. But who knows what well, it will be like now? They apparently brought Vincent Price's original narration mm-hmm. back. Because um, they'd never used it. They'd recorded it and never yeah. used it. Mm-hmm. I I will say, I. this sounds like disrespectful to say, but I loved that Phantom Manor had no mm-hmm. narration. It made mm. it so creepy. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, so unsettling. And I'm like mm-hmm. a baby. You would hate it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I, like, I, do, she knows us. I don't do, like... I don't like cut whatever, mm-hmm. but it's so creepy and unsettling. And you just hear you hear like the bride, like, like the story is about the bride now, mm-hmm. and like you see her in all these different rooms, and so you just have this like really kind of creepy score, and you just hear her going, ah, 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 oh and like echo, it's like wild. Um, and then you start you go outside of the house, and then you start literally going underground, and there are these skeletons coming out of you from like the <gasps> ground, and then you end up in a very like Knott's Berry Farm esque Wild Wild West yep. ghost town underneath it and that's why it's in Frontierland. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like Thunder Mountain is literally like an island. Yeah, and it's connected. It's crazy. It's like it's all connected like Thunder Mountain wasn't it owned by the the guy who owned mm-hmm. Phantom Manor and it's mm-hmm. like it's all just like this one big interwoven tale, a gift from Tony Baxter with love to the world. It's truly amazing. You're honestly the first person that I've met who has gone to Disneyland Paris and come back raving about it because all my experience all my experience is just hearing mm-hmm. how was Disneyland Paris? It was like mm, this was falling apart, and that was bad, and it's not maintained, and da 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 da. So like that's all from that's all mm-hmm. I hear from multiple people. So it's nice to hear this. Yeah. I will say Walt the Walt Disney Studio side is like considerably less interesting. Mm-hmm. Their Toy Story Land is like very fine. The Ratatouille, like that whole like area, Ratatouille mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Um, Crush's Coaster is one of the most underrated Disney rides I think that we have and nobody talks about it. Yeah, I've only it's amazing. recently heard about that. It's amazing. I'm like, yeah. why is nobody talking about Crush's Coaster? It's a dark ride and a roller coaster, right? Kind of, yeah. Like Gringotts? You, that's yeah. probably, mm. But there's no screens. I think it's all There's no screens. It like animatronics. It's yeah. all like inside. It mm-hmm. is like a proper roller coaster, but mm-hmm. you're on a shell that can freely rotate. Like a wild mouse roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much fun, and a lot Ooh. of it's, like, in the dark. It's, like, Ooh. very, very cool. I don't know why anybody, like, doesn't talk about and it. And spoilers, scary sharks. I watched the video. Some oh, sharks? No. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> guys! See, um, she hasn't heard that yet. That hasn't come oh, out yet. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, like, from a maintenance aspect, I would say it's about on par with Orlando. Mm. Oh, okay. You know? Like, yeah. it's not, I didn't think it was any, like, worse. Mm-hmm. The guest experience is interesting. I will say, like, my cast member experience hasn't always been top notch in Paris mm-hmm. but that's like I like cast members are play a really big part of your your yes. experience in mm-hmm. a theme park 100% mm-hmm. and I definitely like had a moment with a cast member I was just like, like what no Socle bleu. Um, <laughs> but I you know I think there's also when you travel overseas there's a lot of different cultural differences that you're going to find with what like it's like when you go to Tokyo like mm-hmm. In Tokyo is like the most amazing. Like everyone stays seated during mm-hmm. parades and fireworks. Everyone removes their hats. Nobody lifts a camera up in front mm-hmm. of their like above their head. There's never a child on shoulders. Oh, but then in Shanghai, it's like complete chaos. Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it legit is. I was warned about that. So like I was in line, and huh, this is the good part of being mm-hmm. a, being a fat New Yorker. It's like <laughs> people kept trying to get in front of me, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm not on my watch, biatch. Mm-hmm. Try again. You wish, tuna fish. <laughs> So yeah. I would, like, stand with my, le- like, pretty much, like, an X, mm-hmm. and then, like, have my things out, and people would try to get, I was, like, a linebacker, I was, like, yep. no, no, no. So people just, like, cut in front of you? Well, here's what, like, blew my mind about Shanghai, right, uh-huh. is there's people, like, people in China, they generally don't, don't queue up for things. You just, like, mm-hmm. get to the front whenever you can get to the front, and mm-hmm. that's, like, normal. Like, checking mm-hmm. in at an Italian airport. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what was crazy is like we we're waiting in line, right? And we're like locked arms across the whole railway, rail like walkway, so people mm-hmm. wouldn't go beside of us. But then we're waiting in a line behind people, and there's people behind us, mm-hmm. and then there's a separate line right next to us that are continually moving. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a whole group of people who does not want to wait in line. They go straight to the like front, and then you have this whole line of people who are patiently waiting in line that don't seem to care that just like. Hundreds of people are walking right past them, and I'm like, I don't understand. My first question for you was just, you went to every Disney theme park oh. in a year. What was that experience like? But we're talking about that right now. Oh, yeah, now. that's pretty, yeah, that's kind of... I'm so jealous of you that you, because my dream is to go to every Disney theme park, but the problem is, like, most of my friends outside of the Disney circle don't care for Disney. My family doesn't really care for Disney. Mm-hmm. So I've only, I've gone, you know, to our, I've been to Orlando three times, and every time I could only go to two or three parks. I went for my 16th birthday. I didn't want a, 16, a sweet 16. I wanted to go to Orlando. <laughs> So my mom took me, and I got to go to Universal. She's so pure. Um, and it was at the time I think it was still MGM Studios and Islands of Adventure. Don't worry, no, no, no. I know you're. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> taking her. Let me just get a job, and then I'm gonna take her. Don't you worry. I got this. Let's go before you get a job, though, because then we have time to go. Okay, great. You two can sponsor my trip. <laughs> hey, Frontier Airline right now is having a Flynn's Fry for free with the Ooh. discount DIN membership, which I have. So, like, let's go, ladies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah, Girl, I, I I've got go, time. I want to go to Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Paris, everywhere. I Orlando. just want to go to Tokyo the millisecond yes. that that Beauty and the Beast ride opens. Like, yeah, open, open. Oh, my. I'm like... I'm already planning that 2020 trip right now with Sarah. Dale and I are planning ours, too. I was like, if you want to wait and propose there, Mm -hmm. I would be A.O. boy with that, okay? (laughs) A.O. boy. Right as Beast comes out. That bell bounces out. I honestly, if Beast came out and it was Dale was asking me, I'd be like, wait, what? No, just hold on one second. I need to look at this beautiful animatronic. Hold, hold. Please hold. (laughs) Michelle, I really didn't ask you. No, no, no. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I love it. It's so... It's my whole... I cried when I saw the... um, the, I know people make fun of people who cry, mm-hmm. but it's like <laughs> you cry. What a blanket statement! <laughs> Sorry, this tangent came and made fun of you. <laughs> people like to make fun of people who get really emotional about their fandom or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, you know, I remember like just Those people be, are losers. <laughs> truth, mm-hmm. but also just like. I mean, since I was six years old, I mm-hmm. imagined like what would it be like to be in Bell's cottage like what what's upstairs mm-hmm. what like you have books like, <laughs> yeah, a bed i'm sure yeah. like and other things you know like so when you get to go and step into these things that you've been dreaming about for so long it is emotional yeah. and i defend my crying and i Do look it. forward to crying in tokyo i mean if Pee-wee's, the- if peewee's playhouse existed and i, oh my that, Lord. I would die and cry so i i, I feel that I Dude, feel it. I cried when I saw the animatronic of Rocket for Guardian. <laughs> I am. I will cry over anything. He's beautiful. I didn't that know he was going to be in there. In the first, I was like so overwhelmed. Yeah, because we were because yeah, I was there yeah, for yeah. like the thing, and it was. Yeah, when people don't really care for that overlay, like, well, a this is a controversial statement. It's okay. The one, the better version of that ride in Florida still exists. That's not a controversial. That's yeah. absolutely the truth. The better but, one still yeah, exists. I don't what? get. The Tower of Terror? Yes. No, but, the, yeah, the better one is here now. Well, now. Oh, I meant, break oh, out. No, no, we're yeah. saying, all right, calm down, calm I'm like, down. Hello. No, but, like, no, if you had, if you had Tower of Terror, California, yeah. Tower of Terror, Orlando. Yes. If they were in a cage match, Orlando would yes. survive. Yes. And, like, Correct. we got so many beautiful things with this version, and it's, I mean, I don't like free fall rides, so I'm just, like, tap out of this one. But, like, I don't know. I just think it's... it's Chris not, Pratt? Yeah, it's Chris... Well, peep, that, yeah, Chris Pratt, but also Rocket. I love Rocket, and that's my dream, is I want a little pet Rocket, and I want him to swear at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's same. my sassy sidekick. I was like, oh, Rocket. And he's like, I hate you. But I'm like, oh, Rocket, you're adorable. Put a little bow you on little you. little trash panda. <laughs> you little trash panda. So when you went to all the Disney theme parks in a year, did you plan to do that, or did that just kind of, like, happen? Okay. Um... So we were, I had been talking up Shanghai Disneyland for mm-hmm. so long. I was like, I'm going to be there the yes. first day. I'm going to be there the first day for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. All I talked about. And then tickets went on sale and I was like, Ugh. okay, <laughs> well, got to buy them. Um, and at that point, we already were planning on going to Tokyo mm-hmm. for my birthday because we found sick flight deals. Ooh. It was 400 and like fifteen dollars to go direct to Tokyo from LAX, and it's only like an eleven-hour flight, right? 
I, I can't remember. It's yeah. pretty long, but no, no, it's, it's like, like not going bad. To Europe, yeah. Um, so I, we already were going to Tokyo, mm-hmm. and like that was going to be like a super budget trip. And mm-hmm. now like I have this Shanghai ticket, so we're obviously going to Shanghai, mm-hmm. and I have a pass for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And part of going to Shanghai was the fact that now there there was like this new visa mm-hmm. because to visit mainland China you need a Chinese visa, which like takes time to get and costs mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Shanghai on what's called the 144-hour visa, mm-hmm. you have to enter and exit Shanghai from two different ports. Mm-hmm. So you can't go like L.A., Shanghai, L.A., mm-hmm. but you can go L.A., Shanghai, Hong Kong. Ooh. So that's when we kind of, Hong Kong was like, uh-huh. all right, the flight between Shanghai and Hong Kong is not very long. Yeah, it's a four-hour flight. Not even. Oh, really? Hmm. It's like, was it, it four hours? Yeah, it's about four hours. Oh, oh yeah. Like I, fly, I, fly, I, fly, I truly feel like my flight was like an hour and a half. You flew on a dream. Yeah, I was just like on adrenaline. Um, so, like, it really worked out to see that park and do kind of that whole trip mm-hmm. together that, like, was beneficial because Hong Kong is beautiful and it's great. But I do think if I spent, like, a week to go to Hong Kong just to do Hong Kong Disneyland. You can't. It's, like, it's so small. Right. And no, it's no. great. It's wonderful. But yeah. it doesn't warrant, I think... The cost of like financially yeah. a trip, so yep. it kind of worked that it all tacked on together. That's what that's what happened to me is that I was going just for Hong Kong, Hong Kong and family, mm-hmm. and then it was like, uh, look, if you're going to be on this side of the world, mm-hmm. can you do Tokyo? And I just financially couldn't. But it was like, okay, then you at least have to do Shanghai. And I mm-hmm. talked to you about the visa situation because I didn't want to pay mm-hmm. for a visa, so I did. Uh, Hong Kong to Shanghai, Shanghai to LA. There you go. Yeah, yeah. My dream trip is go down to Hong Kong, go there. Go to Shanghai, go there, then go to Tokyo and my trip because I probably want to spend the most amount of time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then fly back to LA because that's you know the shortest distance, mm-hmm. yeah. and then so I can fun. die happy. Yeah, yeah. Then go to Paris, then I can die happy. Well, yeah. see, Paris, it kind it kind of worked out because like I I love seeing like Halloween decorations in the parks mm-hmm. and Christmas decorations in the parks, mm-hmm. and because I think Disneyland Paris is the most beautiful park. I wanted to see it at Christmas, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, with snow. So it was mm-hmm. like, let's go at the end of the year. So like, hopefully, like maybe I can see it at Christmas. Like, oh, what a great way to end the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of, that's kind of was the whole like game plan. Because why, at that point, it was like, then I only have one left. Mm-hmm. I need to like make it happen just to like say that I could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to become better friends and then we're going to travel together and you're going to be my new travel buddy. Great. With Michelle as well, obviously. I was like, I just can't no, you're in Whoa. it as well. <laughs> but right. I feel like Tiffany will motivate me more to like, and then you can go go as well. <laughs> and then you're also there. You're, I mean, you can also come if you want. I literally just got rejected from my own podcast. <laughs> Welcome this to thirteen thirteen Herb with a podcast. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. I'm Tiffany, and I'm Michelle. <laughs> this is the greatest metaphor for my life. No, come. we're I all going, obviously, because you're going to talk to people for me, so I don't have to. That's why you have Tip. No. Tip can talk to people. But you're really, like, you. do you like talking to strangers? I mean, yeah, I will. She, I mean, that's your favorite thing in the whole world. But, I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking to someone who, when I'm, like, at a Disney park that I don't frequent, mm-hmm. I am looking for uh, every single mm-hmm. detail. Like, mm-hmm. I get a little, like... I don't get crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to capitalize on my time. I'm like, I'm <laughs> well, Tiffany's like, taking pictures of the bricks. We can go look at Stella Lou. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like, fine. It's fine. It's fine. So have you only been to Shanghai one time? Yes. I think so, it'll be mm-hmm. a little bit. I want to give it maybe like another year before Especially I go back. Especially because the Tron roller coaster is coming to Orlando. So I, the Tron roller coaster is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so stoked that we're getting it in Magic Kingdom. I think it like will be an amazing addition. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. Sorry, Space Mountain. <laughs> the Tron roller coaster. It like it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, so much of, like, just the theming that makes it mm. so cool. Because everyone's like, oh, this ride system. And I'm like, literally, the Pony Express and not yes! Very far yes, is the is. same ride system. Yep. The what? The Pony Express. It's this little, like, you're on little individual horses at Knott's Berry Farm. And it's the only problem with that ride is I think only one roller coaster. It has a really mm-hmm. low hourly ride capacity. Mm-hmm. But it's really, and Knott's doesn't post their times on their lines. Somebody at Knott's Place changed that. But, yeah, it's a really just you're on your own little pony and you go around and, like, deliver mail. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. It's, like, a really fun I've never thing. Been I mean, the one, the one, like, Tron is, like, the Pony Express. 
the most plus that you can yes. get. The best Pony Express yeah. you can be. Because <laughs> you get like a launch included. But I remember mm-hmm. everyone was like, wow, like what a crazy ride system. I'm like, literally, it's down the road. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the Tron coaster. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too that like they based a whole ride on Tron because both the first and second <laughs> movies flopped. I mean, the first one really, I love both. I, own I like both. the second movie. But I mean, the Made second, me cry. yeah, the second one didn't flop as much as the first one, but they weren't like super successful movies. So it's funny that there's so much passion for that fandom. Well, I feel like it's it's one of those things that's so aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, and it's so unique. It's the aesthetic, the black with the blue and the mm-hmm. circle and the discs, and, and it the, works really well for rides. Like, yeah, that it really yeah. lends itself to like amazing mm-hmm. theming. Like, think about characters that you like but you don't like the movie mm-hmm. for example i like the character of chicken little i think he's so cute <laughs> and fun i love seeing him in the christmas day parade but my lord please do mm-hmm. not make me watch that movie <laughs> you mean don knott's final film oh is that yes. what yes. stone cold <laughs> wow wow stone cold stone you know, candy griffith's show her bust i <laughs> uh, sorry so that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, so like it's one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like you don't like the it's like uh, Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. It's like Tomorrowland where everyone loves the pin. Yes. And everyone loves the idea of going to everyone loves the idea of it. But then of a drop on it's a small world. But yes. <laughs> but how many people except for the people in this room. How many people are mm-hmm. like itching to watch that movie? Yeah. Michelle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, even broader strokes like. Everyone loves Dumbo, mm-hmm. but Dumbo's no one's, like, true favorite movie. Because it's so depressing. Like, it's so sad. And then the new one, I think, mm-hmm. part of, partly didn't perform as well because people, like, they love Dumbo as a character, but not as a whole story. Jungle Book is kind of like that, too. I feel like mm-hmm. the characters are more iconic than the story itself. Baloo, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but like, yeah. What can, quote, do you have a Mowgli quote? I'm Mowgli. I wear a red diaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, whereas, like... Whereas you look at something like Lion King, mm-hmm. where it's like not you could take out mm-hmm. the characters individually as yeah. they have with yeah. Lion King one and a half and the Timon and Pumbaa show, mm-hmm. but also as a whole, it's beloved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I mean, this might be controversial. Even like Cinderella is a little like that. Like I don't know if people like I feel like the characters and a lot of the Disney princess movies, the earlier ones, the characters are more iconic than the movie per se. Like the Seven Dwarves. And Snow White stick out, and, like, the Queen stick out, I think, more. Like, if you ask, not us, obviously, but, like, the average Disney fan, like, what's the plot, like, beat-by-beat plot of this movie? I don't think they would know it as well Mm -hmm. as they know the character. I have a really weird disassociation with, like, Aurora from the movie Sleeping Beauty. She only speaks, she only has 17 minutes worth of screen time in that ride. Oh, I thought it was 23. Is it? It might be 23. No, it's, like, 16 or 17. And, and like only yeah. birthday. Yay! It's perfect. Child brides. <laughs> it's crazy because I I think Sleeping Beauty is mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful yes. films Disney's ever mm-hmm. done. But when I watch it, I don't think of Aurora mm-hmm. because it's like honestly like not even Aurora's movie. No, it's like the fairies movie. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's Meriwether and Philip. Yeah, and Philip and then Philip's horse. <laughs> Samson. <laughs> Would you do it for a carrot? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, that movie is about. I'd do it for a carrot. <laughs> that movie is about the like. What do you call the backgrounds? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And the music, mm-hmm. like the Chekhovsky. In Aurora's hair. It's very pretty. Is that was she was my favorite Disney princess growing up? Mark Davis. Just her hair. Oh, Mark Davis. True. Pouring out my drink for him. <laughs> oh, I met Alice Davis. That's another big Ooh. Imagineer. I cried like a baby, and I have met uh, Glen Keane. At the same event. That was a very wild event for me. But I did meet Crazy Alice night. Davis. And I was crying meeting her. I felt like such an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I was like with Sarah. And we kind of left. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. And she was like, Tiff, she's not probably going to ever remember that. <laughs> and I'm like, it's really sad, but also true. Um, remember me? Yeah, Alice Davis did the Briar Rose costume. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how she like met Mark Davis. True couple goals. So what is your favorite theme park? Disney or non-Disney? Just favorite individual theme park. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a Disney one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Hot, Hot take. take. I figure it would be, but you know, I thought I'd clarify. Um, I mean, Disney Sea mm-hmm. is like just so amazing. It's mm-hmm. like... Disney Sea and Epcot are definitely both up there. You know what? Um, That's one of the reasons that I love you is because you're Epcot trash, same as me. Yeah. <laughs> like I like Epcot is literally mm-hmm. like, hey, new at Epcot, toilet paper up there, I'll be there. <laughs> Epcot. We moved Epcot. the <laughs> how Walt Disney says it in that one like <laughs> Epcot. Well think about like now it's such now it's like we say it all the time, like Epcot. You mm-hmm. wanna go to Epcot? Let's go to the 
TTC mm-hmm. and then go, we'll go to Epcot. Uh-huh. Like, it's just what we say, but they, they're inventing a word. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? I always capitalize it all. Same. Yeah. Because I'm like, Same. I know it's all, what do you call it? The it's an acronym. The acronym, yes. For? Expedential. Experimental. Wow. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Okay, so sorry, super oh. tangent, but that's what we do here. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Okay, so you have all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. You have Epcot. What do you, Tiff Mank, do? Not only do you, but... <laughs> I'm so stressed out about what this question is going to go to. So how about you think about it and I'll... <laughs> I mean, I you look just like Cadence right now, by the way. Like, what are you my doing niece, that? Yeah. My not, my illegitimately niece. Yeah. <laughs> Your goddaughter. <laughs> like, what would you like to see? Because, like, for me, I love edutainment. I think that the only, like, the way that your brain works is that you have to have a, um, a memory, whether it be good or bad, and mm-hmm. that's how you remember things. So to have... And that's how you learn things. Mm-hmm. You have a good teacher. You remember everything in that class. You have yeah. a boring teacher. You don't remember a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just how your brain works. It's just how your synapses work. So I love edutainment because in theory, you're on a joyous event. You're seeing a character that you love, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be Figment or Star-Lord, and there's a potential to remember a fact. Mm-hmm. And to rem- and that, I don't know. I just love the idea of like planting those little seeds of knowledge so that Two years later, when they're in biology and bored to death, it's like, I know that. I can do... I was a kid who struggled with biology, but I had this experience from Epcot of, like... Cranium Command? From... (laughs) Truthfully. (laughs) My son. So, uh, I have many children amongst the theme parks. I have Albert... She's the old Mother Hubbard of the Disney world. (laughs) Uh, So, I would like to see a little more edutainment come back. Mm -hmm. Um... Just because mm-hmm. that's what I love. Like, I think it would be really cool if you did have, like, Nemo really could talk about, mm-hmm. not necessarily conservation, but, like... The seas. The, yeah. Literally the seas. Mm-hmm. And t- I don't know. I well, just... Well, tur- like, Turtle Talk with Crush does do that, kind of, to a, a little bit. I think it could be more. I completely agree. Um, I... Like, Soren, what does Soren teach you? Mm-hmm. How to fly. <laughs> that I mean, Patrick just... Warburton is a national treasure? Yes. Learn. Done. After Jenny. Learn. Yeah. After Jenny. <laughs> Um, I mean, Soren, you do get, you do get, like, worldly views of True. these giant, you know, like, you do get to CGI. see, like, places, yeah. I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, don't put the Taj Mahal in it if you can't actually, like, film yes. it. Yes! Like, we Other don't options. need as many animals. Other options um, are available. But I do think you get to see, like, some of the world and get to see, mm-hmm. like, these different landmarks. I think there is value in no, that. No, I'm not but, saying there's not, I'm just saying I want more... I want more education, even if it's like a supplemental thing where like afterwards mm-hmm. you can learn about those countries in more depth. Then you go to World Showcase. I do. <laughs> I know exactly what I would do. Epcot, like 1987, like when all the, like everything is open at that point, that's what I would bring back. Like Horizons is there, Unicorn, Cranium <gasps> oh, Command is open. Because I won't say opening day because there was some stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, original journey into imagination. I would like, love to see, I would have died to see that. <sighs> Uh, World of Motion, I believe, was yeah, still open at that point. Like all of those, take me there, time machine, Marty McFly, let's go. I know. I'm like, I I'm a huge fan of edutainment, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that like Epcot was like gonna be so much different than what it like mm-hmm. is now. And I'm not saying that like one version is better than the other, mm-hmm. but but one version is better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Walt was like, wow, like TV is like one day mm-hmm. people are gonna learn languages on these, and mm-hmm. I think that was something Walt always kind of wanted to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> Muzzy. Wow, Bonjour. everyone is going to be like, excuse me? Je suis la juvie. Je suis la juvie. Yes, she's those like, children are speaking French, but they're not French. They're American. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bonjour. Je suis Muzzy. But yeah, I think I I personally would end up with less IP. Yes. Um, I do think that Epcot needs more e-ticket attractions. Mm-hmm. But like, it's cool that we're getting the Ratatouille ride. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, fun. And it goes with France. It goes and with it, the theme. Yeah, I think it's a good, you know, but a good way. But we're losing the, you're going to kill me. You're going to, y- y'all are going to take away my Beauty and the Beast card. <laughs> but the fact that they're putting in a Beauty and the Beast sing-along and taking out Beautiful impressions de France. They're not taking it out. It's going to oh. rotate. They're doing like they're going to oh. still have impressions de France, and are they going to be the like? Video? I don't know. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. No, no. But, but that's okay. Not. No, because like 
Back to edutainment. My mom and I have not mm-hmm. been to France yet. Mm-hmm. It's on our bucket list. Of co- and girls, you better believe there's going to be a Belle photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but shoot, full Cardi B on us on that one. <laughs> but for my mom and I, who have not been yet, that kind of like the Soren thing, mm-hmm. we're able to see and then we're able to mm-hmm. speak to people, the people who are from France, and like. We want to go bike riding, like in the movie. Where mm-hmm. would we go? And da da da. So that's something. And eat a baguette. And eat yeah. a baguette. Yes. What is your favorite ride? Um, should we set a should we set a standard here? Should it be like Disneyland? Should it be Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Should it be anywhere? It could be anywhere. Or should it be like? Hmm. I think there should be different categories. Okay, because that's too mean. Okay, ride that you want to bring. Okay. Oh no! This is this could be too many categories. Or do we do like dark ride, roller coaster? Or should it be like ride that you've never been on, but like you want to go back in time to ride? Ooh. Ride that you want to bring back yes. from the dead. Yes. Uh, ride that you could go on a million. If this was like this was the only ride you could go on all day, you'd be like cool, 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 tight, 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 tight. And ride that you're most excited about that's coming. So like, okay, what's your favorite extinct ride? Like no longer exist. I would. I would truthfully give anything to ride Tomorrowland People Mover. Oh, like, that was so your, good. You had your whole like, episode <laughs> for Adventures Through Inner Space. Yep. And Tomorrowland People Mover are like my top I choices. I go on those so 100%. bad. Like, oh my gosh. truthfully would give anything to do the People, people Mover. People Mover was amazing. And we were talking to my mom later. And my mom's like, that wasn't a ride. Like, they didn't count as a ride. I'm like, no, mom. That was... Okay, it was beyond a ride. It was the higher level. It was like when rides die and go to heaven. That's what that ride was. Yeah. I it truly was, wish I could experience that. And the one in Disney World is just not the same. Like, it's similar, but it's just not the same level. <laughs> Michelle's just smiling. No, <laughs> that's, that's so cute. I like, wish I had it. I don't have any... I have, like, very vague memories mm-hmm. of going through Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I was coming at first, I was, like, four and five. So mm-hmm. those those synapses weren't working all the way, <laughs> my girls. Uh yeah. And then adventures through inner space. Mm-hmm. I I was a chemistry major when I first mm-hmm. like inter college for a while. My so, dad like, was too. I'm your dad. You are my Jasmine. dad. I'm I have a father. <laughs> <laughs> I grow organic fruit trees. <laughs> Which you got to see. <laughs> I did get to see them. Um but yeah, I was like I'm such a science nerd mm-hmm. that I'm just like I can't even imagine like that would have blown my mind. I heard you is like cause there's no on ride videos because it was you know it was film and it was really hard to film that properly. Mm-hmm. So I just heard like it used projections when like projections didn't exist. Like it was very similar to Haunted Mansion in a lot of ways, and it was a predecessor to Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. I just would die to see it. It just sounds so amazing. Like the pinnacle of edutainment. Yeah. And like truly. Like, it was, it before I was even born, it was gone. Or, like, within a, like, I would have been, like, an infant and gone on it. Mm-hmm. it oh, no, it was you were born, and that's the yep. day the ride closed. So it was before I was even born. Yep. It closed on my birthday. <gasps> Only one can live. <laughs> yeah, people mover. I just really, I. Hey! <laughs> I would never. Oh, my God. This is, like, this is, like, uh, I need to go to therapy after oh, this. I, I recording. I literally called you Belle just earlier. <laughs> Remember all, that. Like, just okay. remember that, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. cool. But yeah, People Mover, I mean, won't go into it too much, but just like, it was so unbelievable, and there was no line ever. Like, you could just go and sit. Like, imagine, like, it's a really crowded day at the park. You're just like, oh, I need to sit for a little bit. So, like, People Mover and Walt Disney World? Exactly, yeah. And you just sit, and you go around, and it, like, actually has, like, things, to, like, ride elements to it. Yeah. Get to tour, go over, like, the um, Autopia. I was like, oh, okay. This is just amazing. Okay, so... Yeah. Favorite. So that's ride you didn't go on. Yeah. Extinct ride that you have gone on that you want to bring back, which I think I know the answer to. Extinct one that I've been on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is no longer here that I want back. Yeah. Like that's your favorite extinct ride that like you In have a part. memory of mm-hmm. that like you've been on that you want back. I'm trying to think of like what rides I've been on that aren't don't exist anymore. Oh, I would have thought this would have been like oh. Journey into Imagination. Oh. I never did the original. Oh, I thought no. you did. No, that's another, like, the very, like, high, oh. high, high on my list is the original journey. I've never done it. I could have had the opportunity to go on it. And I remember I went to Epcot in, like, 96 or 95, and I genuinely can't remember it. But I remember oh, that kid in that figment puppet that it irritated me. But I just wish, like, I don't think we went on I remember Maelstrom. I have a very strong memory mm-hmm. of that. But you no. are not the first. Yes. The <laughs> boss. Like, oh, we're going backwards with this polar bear trying to eat me. Um, it just reminded me of Pee Wee's uh, Christmas special. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, 
I don't know. We can come back to that one too. Well, does mm-hmm. does like Electronica count? Yeah, sure. I can. That's, like, we can say that's attraction. attraction. Yeah, I mean, I love Electronica. Me too. And Flynn's yeah. um, arcade. arcade. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I did hand motions for an arcade. We got you, girl. <laughs> I think Electronica was like very cool. I liked mm-hmm. it more than Mad Tea. Oh yeah, that's like Meat. controversial. I know. Same. Um, Mad Tea was just a lot of shenanigans happened at Mad Tea. <laughs> yeah, truthfully, I was yeah. like, I was like, I don't like the what this part mm-hmm. turns into no. during Mad Tea. Like, I would like to change my answer oh, okay. to be. Aladdin musical spectacular. Okay, I would give any. I was at the very final show. I would give anything to see that show again. You can. Or oh no, oh no, I didn't experience it, but I wish I did. The Hmm. Hunchback show. Mm, That's a deep cut. Wow. Like I, I would give anything to see that Hunchback show. Okay, so my friends Ian and Eric, who Uh are twins, I have a thing for twins. (laughs) I had a real big crush on Ian. He knows this. He's like happily married, and I'm like Ian. If you, if you ever leave your wife, I love you. I'm available. I love you so much. But they, they were in that show. Just, I'm just gonna sit in my memory. You guys keep talking. I'm just gonna think about that right now. What is your favorite dark ride? <sighs> like, and you can't pick more than one of all time anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Shanghai Pirates count as a dark ride? Yeah, yeah. Shanghai Pirates. That's hundred percent. That's two hundred percent. Dude, that's the greatest mm-hmm. ride that Disney has done to this day. I believe perfect like marriage between like a ride and screens and like all being used to their best. Truthfully, ability. I was so that's mm-hmm. like, literally exactly what I said because my mm-hmm. my friend I wasn't going to go on it because I didn't know anything about Shanghai when I went. And because I was like, I just want, I don't want to know too much. I just want to experience it. And they were like, mm-hmm. you need to go on pirates. And I was like, I don't, I'm not really a pirate person. They're like, no, you need to go on pirates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, my, my throat hurt from my mouth being open and me being <laughs> again because it took all of the old. I loved it because it it was like a perfect ride in that mm-hmm. it took all the old things that we learned: mm-hmm. Pepper's Ghost, mm-hmm. animatronics, water ride. Skeletons and, turning into people. <laughs> yes, and then it and then it used this new new mm-hmm. screen technology, so it was like this perfect marriage of old meets new to create something even better. Which sometimes were too screen heavy, and sometimes were too animatronic heavy. And I thought that would I close my eyes say. on it? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> it is a stunning ride. It that ride is an achievement. If Rise truthfully. of the Resistance could mm-hmm. be, if Rise of the Resistance is at least that. Yeah. Great. Pirates Shanghai is the pinnacle of dark rides, I think. I really still weirdly love Mr. Toad. Um, that ride makes no sense to me. It is, but it makes like the most mm-hmm. sense to me. I don't <laughs> I just, I really love, Much I love like Mr. Life. Toad. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but it does. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's like a weird kooky one that I'm always like very happy. I truly love our Alice post the new projections. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the most, like the easiest and like the best kind of projections that mm-hmm. you could add without changing the integrity of what that ride mm-hmm. is. That's probably my favorite dark ride in Disneyland, like hands mm-hmm. down. Hmm. Um, Nowhere else has Alice, do they? Or a ride no. like that? Yeah, they just have the teacups. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, the, it's like super unique mm-hmm. in that sense. And I can't, every time I ride it, I can't believe I'm like, this is an original attraction. This is yeah. crazy. It's an original attraction. Well, it was like 1957, I think. So it was like... Within the first few years of, I think. I forget. I don't know if it was opening day. It was. But it was, like, pretty close, like, within a year or two. I think think it it was was Alice and Peter were, but not Toad. No, Toad was. Toad was opening day. Yeah. Pinocchio, for sure, was not. That was 83. Of the three of those... One is not an opening day. Maybe it's not Alice. Okay, you guys look. Okay. You guys discuss. I'll look. Because it's nice <laughs> having a third person. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember like hearing something that Disney like wanted to do all these things, but he just didn't have the money at the time. So there were so many changes that happened between 1955 mm-hmm. and even 1959. Like, so many changes. Well, like, Dumbo mm-hmm. was supposed to be an opening day, but it mm-hmm. like wasn't up and running. Because yeah, he wanted those it was pink like, elephants. Yeah, it was like <laughs> there, but like mm-hmm. not functioning. Mm-hmm. Like, don't um, look over here. Yeah, like, pay no attention to those elephants behind these curtains. <laughs> They're not really there. <laughs> so, Jasmine was right. Mr. Toad and Peter were opening days, as well as Snow White, but not Alice. Mm-hmm. When did it open? Uh, please 60? hold. Please hold. Uh, probably 57, 58, or 59. Uh, I think it was... 58. Okay. Wow. Dang. Yeah, because I knew it was before... Okay, right you before can Madeline. have her on your team for me <laughs> oh next year. <laughs> Yeah, but it will just be me misremembering things and being like, I know, but I just don't remember the name. (laughs) And the most recent thing to open prior to 
Galaxy's Edge is going to be, oh, oh, okay, they say March of the First Order. Is That's not a ride, though. No. Um, would it be Roger Rabbit? Uh, Star Wars, uh. Like a brand new, well, like if you don't count overlays, like brand new actual like thing they built. That's the last thing I can think of. I'm going to keep looking, you guys. Or was Indiana Jones after that? Indiana Jones was, um, 92. Because, yeah, it was, there was definitely a crossover between that and People Mover, because my mom would leave me at People Mover and go on that ride. And I would just go by myself in circles. So while Michelle's looking that up, what is your least favorite ride or ride you think is overrated? Oh, my lord. (laughs) Um, And it can be something that scares you, too. I won't say any of the rides at Disney, like, scare me. Okay, so you're not me. No, I'm like, I'm still still on like, I'm still like on my favorite rides. I'm like, oh, like Phantom Mm -hmm. Manor is my favorite ride. I want to go in there so bad. Um, I don't know why you want to go. You literally wouldn't watch anything. I would, I would just go and be like, like when I went on Jaws and I would just close my eyes and just be so happy. Um, She'd be like, I'd be like, did you like it, Jasmine? She'd be like, yeah. I saw the bride and then I closed my eyes. Most overrated ride. We can skip this one too if you Um, can't think of anything. I mean, I think that specifically Peter Pan and Walt Disney World Mm -hmm. when compared to ours is like pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Because it hasn't changed since whenever, what, 1971? The Q has. Yeah, the Q has. The Q's phenomenal, Mm -hmm. but like as a ride, I'm just like, every time I ride it, I'm like, I don't want to wait. I don't care to ride this one here. I know a few people who said the one in Magic Kingdom is better than ours here, and I'm like, no. The voices are weird. Yes. It's like, based off mm. of, like, a weird mid-version of ours. Like, ours has changed, I think, like, six times it's been redone. Mm-hmm. There's it's the once. They built it. Like, everything Orlando. We built it. It's done. by Nick. <laughs> what do you think of the Seven Dwarves Mine Train? Um, I think it's a cute ride. I, I actually think that's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Because like, I remember I, was, I wasn't in Orlando, but I was living in the South when it was opening. Or maybe I wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I've, I've, I, like, the cute. I don't know. It was the queue is fun and that's cool and I like interactive queues, germy as they may be. <laughs> but um, and I'm great as Disney history wise. I'm glad those those figurines were preserved. But like, it, it really they built all of Diagon Alley and you built a roller coaster. Yeah, it's and, a, and I understand that like they're very strategic in when they open things, and I, I understand mm-hmm. that and I appreciate that. But it's just like <laughs> it's it's just gadgets. To me, it feels like Gadget's Go Coaster or, or Goofy's Flight, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Where it's Incidental. Like, mm-hmm. You get, like, the coaster isn't, like, a thrilling one, mm-hmm. but it's fine. The dark scenes are fine, but it's fine. It was like, I would almost just rather have a new dark ride than mm-hmm. have it be a shorter part of a coaster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even the coaster, I think, is the term coaster is used pretty conveniently, <laughs> to be honest. You know what I will say I think is overrated, hmm. and people will come at me hard for this... But Tokyo Disney's flagship Honey Hunt is oh, like who's Honey Hunt? It's cool, mm-hmm. but like, and it's like a lot of fun. But I'm just like, this is the one. This is the one. That's the most That's popular the ride there, right? It has yes. A line. What's the which one's the Honey Hunt? So it is. It's a trackless ride in the same way, kind of like Remy, like Ratatouille ride is mm-hmm. trackless, or how Mystic Manor is mm-hmm. trackless. And Maybe. you meow, <laughs> so you go through. You go through, like, the store, you know, poos in your, like, different showrooms, but you're mm-hmm. not on a track, so you, your honeypot moves freely within <laughs> these rooms, and you go in, like, a Tigger room, and it'll, like, bounce, and mm-hmm. then you go, to, and it's, like, it's, you go to sure. You your room, and you get depression. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's one of those where it's, like, like, that was cool. That was a different ride system mm-hmm. than I'm normal, like, used That we don't to. have here, yeah. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's that's the one. That's mm-hmm. the one that people wait, mm-hmm. like, three hours for. That's it. When the Monsters, Inc. ride that nobody talks about over mm-hmm. there, so much fun. I showed my mom. My mom's a huge Monsters, Inc. fan. Mm-hmm. I showed my mom that ride through, and she was like, we need to go to Tokyo Aww. now. <laughs> she was so happy just from the ride through because, like, Aww. Boo looks cuter and Sully looks better. And it didn't replace Superstar Limo. Well, it's, inter- <laughs> it's interactive. Oh. You, like, have a flashlight, and when you flash your light over, like, the monster's, like, M logo, uh-huh. something happens, like, oh in that gosh. scene. Oh, my gosh. Okay, cute. we're going tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow? I'm good. I don't have a job. Yeah, so, passports, yeah. passports up to date. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. they are. 
I'll only ask a few more questions. People will come at me hard for that. Really? Well, they will be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just It's one of those things that's like, just because it's new to us mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it is better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... It's it's fun and it's different and it's exciting and it's new. Mm-hmm. But if you were to look objectively at like side by side ride comparisons, like is it better than our mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh ride and what's in Walt Disney World? Absolutely. But is it better than like Tokyo's version of Tower of Terror? Like, oh, no. was it High High Tower High Tower Hotel? Yeah. It's like High Tower, like the with whole Joe story. That's amazing. Yeah, they're really um, good at storytelling over there. Basically, truthfully. all the foreign parks just have, like, a little... I mean, maybe we have that detail and we just don't know it, but... What <laughs> What is your favorite piece of theme park trivia? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Um, do you have one, jo- Do you want to let her think? And yeah. Oh, now, now I, I wish love, I prepared one. Yeah. I love that we had Sleeping Beauty Castle four years before Sleeping Beauty was released. Yeah. I think that's fascinating to mm-hmm. me. I think it, like, is such a smart... But very crazy marketing mm-hmm. move. Like there had to be a lot of faith that that movie was going to do really well, and people mm-hmm. were going to love it and cherish it. Well, it's a good thing that the it's a princess movie, and generally princess movies do mm-hmm. well and constantly save the save the yeah. save the studio, <laughs> um, save the theme park, save the studio. Yeah, I think that's like mm-hmm. super interesting. But I'll try to think of like other. I do like. I mean, I don't know if this is trivia. I do like. We touched on this in the last week's episode that. Basically, the Disney castle was just where all the cats lived, and Walt went in there, and um, they all the theme, the people who worked there were going to euthanize the cats, and Disney's like, no, he had all the cats groomed and adopted into homes, and then that also kind of started the the relationship of Disneyland with cats and letting cats roam around and be natural, um, what do you call it? Vermin? Vermin killer, killer yeah. mice. Um, but yeah, there's like so much Disney trivia about things he wanted. Or like with the Matterhorn where he sent, um, I think it's Vic Green. Oh, the, the postcard? The postcard. It's yeah. like, Vic, build this. Yeah, build Walt. it. <laughs> Go build it. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's like crazy that like Walt still, when they were building Magic Kingdom, which he obviously did not, like he had passed before Magic Kingdom opened, but it was mm-hmm. after his passing, they were like, no, nah, we're going to make this castle, like, bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is super crazy. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's not, like, super trivial, but I do love that it was going to be just Disney World, but then after Walt's passing, Roy was like, no, nah, like, it's Walt Disney World. Like, we're going to have this Stunning. respect. Mm. No, because it's, oh. like, it's, like, that love of, uh, it's that, like, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the thing that, honestly, what's the thing that holds everything together in our, this mm-hmm. fandom is love, is, like, yeah. the darling family love, the mm-hmm. love we have for these theme parks, the love we have for representing mm-hmm. our characters that we love so much. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, Walt Disney World was made with, with so much brotherly love, like, Roy had been there through yeah. everything, you know, a, a bit modest, this, I don't want to say that the sidekick in a shady way, but, mm-hmm. like... He wouldn't step out into the spotlight, you mm-hmm. know. It's the it's the wind beneath Walt's wings, yeah. And then to finally say, like, this is my swan song for my brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to say, you know, it's done. Mm-hmm. I can rest now. Do you know what I mean? My favorite, like, it kind of goes in with like theme park trivia. My favorite kind of story that I don't know that it'll ever trump the story, but mm-hmm. Walt obviously had passed, could not do the opening ceremony for Magic Kingdom. And they really wanted Roy to do it. And Roy's mm-hmm. like, no, like, I I don't do this. Like, mm-hmm. that was like Walt. Walt was always front and center. I'm always back here. But they really were like, no, like, no one else can do this but you. And he was, he was like, very nervous about it, very worried about it. And at the very, like, last second, he didn't think he could do it at all. And mm-hmm. he wanted to back out. And the very last second, he they were like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? And he was like, I need Mickey. And Mickey was never supposed to be up there with Roy when he did like this. Di- I'm like already like getting emotional about it again. When I first heard this story, I was mm-hmm. like bawling because um, in Magic, I was in the tunnels of Magic Kingdom, and mm-hmm. our guide was like telling us like about this whole story, and I'm like crying. Three um, adult daughters who are crying. And, yeah, and you know, it's like it, he was like I felt. Uh, he's like I felt like Walt was with me by having mm-hmm. Mickey there. Like Mickey equaled Walt, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's insane to yeah, me. Yeah, it's like Carthay Circle. They have the first picture of Mickey and Walt, and then they have, like, the last picture of Mickey and Walt mm. together. Mm. It's like, make me cry into my pot roast. Oh, yeah, poor yeah. Michelle. Oh, my gosh. Real tears. Yes. These are... <laughs> Michelle's really, like, has full-blown tears right now. 
it's like it like I said it's just it's mm-hmm. it's love that holds everything together mm-hmm. and Walt needed to be there for Roy and he was yeah I just love mm-hmm. that I just love I love this so much I love I love the stories that are told f- via film or via mm-hmm. theme park I love that you know you can sit down with your family and watch them I love that as you grow these characters mean so much to you like I'm this is a great this mm-hmm. is the greatest thing um aside from being a pretty kick butt daughter is yeah. <laughs> this is like talking about my very favorite thing mm-hmm. is the my favorite thing I've ever done yeah and you know I, I it's so excited sometimes I, I sometimes I used to lay in bed at night and think like I will be a, I was I was a jungle cruise skipper I, I get to do this thing that came before me mm-hmm. and I get to have that torch for a moment and then I get to give it to someone else I mean it's a thing that's been around for 60 years and it's going to be around for another 60 years yeah. like and and mm-hmm. we you know whether we're cast members or we're doing mm-hmm. this like we get mm-hmm. to be part mm-hmm. of we get to be part of it do you know what I'm saying yeah, well, it's things like this, like this podcast or mm-hmm. like the videos that I do. And we're yeah. getting this information out to other people who want to learn and then also share the stories. And they only like last so long because we love it so much and yeah. we share it. And people pass it down to their children, to their grandchildren. And it's, you know, it's like Walt or said. Or for me, strangers on the street. Yeah, strangers on the street. <laughs> like Disneyland is your land. And like, yeah, that might have just been something he kind of said during his speech. But like, it's true. It's like, now we're just like all crying. <laughs> I know. Crying at the club right now. But yeah, it's true. It's your land. And like, but you know, beyond that, Disney is your thing. So that's why I think. Like, people get so upset about stuff, and people get upset when they... Ch- and it's right, like, when they change rides, or they didn't do the movie they wanted, or didn't do this, because it's, like, it's ours. It's, like, more... Even though, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a company that makes money. It's one of the top companies in the world. It's, like, everyone kind of owns I, part of it. I feel like there's two lanes to look mm-hmm. out of it. There's the company, mm-hmm. which, good, bad, or otherwise, mm-hmm. there's the company. Yeah. But then there's the stories. Yeah. And that's... And you couldn't make the stories without the company, like, right? Yeah. Absolutely, they uh-huh. have a relationship. But like mm-hmm. at the end of at the end of the day, when you tell your kids, mm-hmm. when you you know, when you tell them that you're not going to say, "Well, mm-hmm. stock prices were down, and Michael Eisner <laughs> yeah. didn't know what to do about Disneyland Paris," you're mm-hmm. going to say, you know, once upon a time there was an, a man with an imagination, mm-hmm. yeah. and he loved his daughter mm-hmm. so much that he built them. A, a magic kingdom mm-hmm. and we're gonna go there tomorrow you accept you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that's the stuff that you really yeah i recently talked to he's a disney historian and an author his name is jeff curdy and he's like who i want to be when i grow up mm-hmm. and he he was so candid about talking about what it meant to be a disney fan and how important it was to people and i think made the best analogy in the sense that like disney and this fandom is a religion mm-hmm. like what the it is the religion the company is the church and it is the religion that brings people together and it's it is what is like coming out of it but it is a separate entity from the church really mm-hmm. like you don't need the church to enjoy the religion mm-hmm. which is like taking that metaphor like pretty far that was even yeah. further than what like he took it mm-hmm. but that's kind of like what it is it's like we can't we always like wrap ourselves up and like why is Disney doing this I can't believe this I can't believe this and there is sort of a separation between Disney as a company versus what Disney means to people mm-hmm. and it's it's okay to love this thing so much and then not dis, you know and then disagree with what they're doing kind of at the head but at some point you can't you're they're going to do whatever they're going to do right it's like the church is going to yeah. do whatever it's going to do mm-hmm. you don't have to keep going to that church mm-hmm. you don't ha- you know you don't need that to enjoy the religion mm-hmm. and i think that was like the best analogy that i ever really heard and it kind of put a whole new perspective or really like put into words kind of how i felt and knowing that, like, that's, we're, you know, we're a part of something yeah. bigger. Yeah, you can still love and respect and be thankful for the stories mm-hmm. and love, love Disney and still, yeah. compl- like, but yeah. literally what we do, which this is, mm-hmm. you know, this podcast obviously came out of love, mm-hmm. but like, uh, you know, we, ah, Disneyland Paris, bro, <laughs> Hong Kong Disneyland. <laughs> it's not a perfect thing. No, yeah. and nothing is, but, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, it's just I a just bunch of so really passionate people who love what they do and, like, they have a really good 
they do a really good job of hiring really people who like really are protective of because even like Bob Iger like what was the first thing he did was he bought back Oswald like I don't think that's I don't know if Oswald's like particularly profitable but he knew that was like a really important piece of of uh, Disney history so like yeah at the end of the day as much as we complain like oh they just want money they just want this like it is filled with people who really really care about this property and this legacy at least that's how I feel. Maybe not, I mean, obviously not like every single person, but like for the most part, yeah, it's been people who really, the legacy is really important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask more questions, but I don't think we can top it. That, like, that. that yeah. like, yeah, definitely took a turn, <laughs> yeah. I think. I got, I got real. <laughs> well, well, um, thanks for, thank you for visiting 1313 Harper, yeah. Miss Mink. Uh, I love making grown women cry. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Any, any chance I get it. <laughs> I drink your tears. <laughs> they give me life. <laughs> so if you'd like to, uh, Tiffany, where can our ones and ones of subscribers find you? Girl, I'm everywhere. Where you, girl? I am on Twitter at Minkus. I am on Instagram at Tiff Mink. And I am on YouTube, Tiffany Mink. Don't ask me why they're not all the same. And she's outside your bedroom door right now. (laughs) She's behind you on the freeway. Uh, Hey, Jasmine, Hmm. where can you find more information about this podcast? Well, where can't you? So there's 1313 Harbor, the podcast on Instagram, 1313 Harbor on Twitter. There's our email, which we're still waiting for emails. Wait, let me just double check if we have one. While she's checking, it's 1313Harbor, the podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, um, wherever podcasts, fine podcasts are sold. Um, you can find us in um, a bucket behind the garage. <laughs> Still no emails from anyone. Still no emails. But yeah, let us know specifically what attractions you'd like us to cover, what aspects you'd like to co- us to cover. Um, yeah, just let us know, whatever you'd like. Uh, if there's anyone you'd like us to interview, uh, you can tell us what you like about us, what you don't like about us. I uh, just listen though. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I I know Michelle and Jasmine, but I legit listen to this podcast every week when you put it out. I do not I told this I said this to them earlier. I had never listened to podcasts mm-hmm. before, but I listen to this one. You guys are beautiful people. I love mm-hmm. meeting people. Like I've known you for a while, mm-hmm. obviously. But I love like doing things like this that are part of the community. And I am a happy subscriber and listener. Yay. And I hope everybody else like subscribes because People deserve to do what they love and their mm-hmm. passions. And you two are beautiful, amazing, wonderful people. Aww. And you deserve you deserve only the best. <laughs> only the best. Only Jaws and E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel the show that I'm her star limo. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.